non-binary pals to another episode of Friday Night Fights, a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast. We are back once again to see what kind of shenanigans and drama unfolds in our promotion, Insane Asylum Wrestling. I am your creative for this game, also known as the Game Master. Mikey, you can find me at all the socials, specifically on the TikToks, Instagrams, and Twitters, at PopCultureGeek. And as of this recording, we also have official social media for the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. You can look us up on basically everywhere, except for Facebook. We, we, we don't do that no more. <laughs> But as always, I am joined by my lovely cast, my roster, if you will, of incredible content creators who, for some reason, decided to make believe a wrestler for everyone to hear. It's a great time. <laughs> so we are going to get into introductions. We're going to go in order according to my screen. How's it going, guys? I'm Minimas218. You can find me on all the socials, even though I don't post very often. I just got roped into here somehow. They dragged me by my toes. But yeah, I'm playing Axel. He's the I picked the gimmick of the fighter. He's going to be your animal leveling, bumbling, hulk of a person. Hello, this is Chris, also known as Puppy Riku on all the apps, or Pup Riku. I'll be in there many times. And yeah, I'll be playing the Umbral Talon tonight. <laughs> I finally thought of an accent for him. <laughs> oh, you're going to be a hoot tonight. And remind the folks at home, what is your gimmick? Oh, yes, and I am playing the provocateur. My name is John Crossway. I'm really happy to be here. I am a teacher and voiceover actor, and I'm. if you type my last name into the TikTok or Instagram, you'll find me. I am playing Bjorn Kringleson, who is a veteran, and is also known as the slightly erotic Viking Santa. And I am really excited <laughs> to continue this after the holidays. Uh, yeah, anything? I, I, I am that sound, that, that's me. Yeah. Saludos programas. Uh, I am Adolfo, also known as the nerdy Puerto Rican on the social medias. I will be playing the Macho Mage Silver Sparkle Zap, yeah! who is the jobber of the group. I'm going to do a shameless plug here as well. If you want to catch more of the Nerdy Puerto Rican on all types of audio platforms, he has his own podcast, the Nerdy Puerto Ricast. Shameless plug for D&D Tribe Vibe Reductions. But if you love everything nerdy and just want to hear some awesome pop culture stuff in that realm, go ahead and give it a little listen all over the internets on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and basically any audio format you can find possible. Gotta support the homies on this channel. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Alex, also known as Tiggy Biddles. You can find me on, in this order, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter as Tiggy Biddles. I'm in order of importance for now. That may change as future episodes go on. But... Yeah, I am just a content creator for now, and I am playing... I am playing Barry the Wheels MacGuffin, a time-traveling, fist-fighting ring person, you know? I thought I was going to have something cooler for that, but it fell through at the last minute. I'm so perfect. sorry. This, this is going to be such a hoot. But <laughs> that is not the only person that we have joining us tonight. We have a 
our first guest player in the Friday Night Fights, but I will allow him to introduce himself. Hello, everyone. It's Echo, or as on TikTok, I am known as Albert the Owlbear. And I'm originally from the Knights of Pain Town podcast. I'm your crossover character. Build the multiverse fandom. Build it. For those who are uninitiated or have no or joining us for the first time and like, what is going on? Friday Night Fights is a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast where the goal is our cast have decided to create some wrestlers and we are basically going to fight it out in the squared circle. Unless you were TNA and they decided to go six sides. Man, I miss those days. But anyways, <laughs> if we have no other qualms or anything to say, let us begin tonight's episode. I forgot to say what the gimmick was. Oh yeah, that would be important. <laughs> I am playing John McQuall the Six, the manager. Got to make sure to put the sixth in there. That is very important. <laughs> that's that's how I got and his nickname, which he forces people to say, is is the six-year macaw. With that out of the way, let us begin tonight's episode. Once again, Insane Asylum Wrestling is brought to you just a couple of blocks away from your house. Specifically, your house. Whatever location you're at, you can find Insane Asylum Wrestling down the street from you. It, it's a good time. Every, every two weeks on a Tuesday night, if you get bored, if you just need some shenanigans, come on to us. Like, it's great. We'll give you free drink tickets, but not really. Anyways. The lights once ago go dim in the arena. And as the audience just murmurs and talks amongst himself, waiting in anticipation, the slow crescendo of the Insane Asylum Wrestling theme song begins to build as the Titantron at the top of the stage begins lighting up until the song hits that crescendo and just fireworks and pyro just explode all over the uh, titantron as fans begin to cheer the camera cuts to our <laughs> commentator person who begins to introduce tonight's episode hello iaw faithful and welcome back to another insane episode of insane asylum wrestling i am tony delante your lead commentator and boy do we have a show for you after attacking Bjorn with the help of the Sakura Bombs, we begin tonight's show with our IAW champion Tana coming out to explain her actions. In addition, we also have an announcement from our general manager, Reba Stonebrook, to figure out what is going to happen given the situation. We also have a couple of matches scheduled for tonight which we will get to in order as the show progresses. But first, we are going to go into the ring for our opening act. And as Tony kind of finishes that sentence, he, the camera cuts to the ring. The audience begins to quiet down a little bit. And from the top of the ramp, you all know this song very well. You hear Tana's theme entrance hit. As she comes walking out, she once again is holding the IAW championship in one hand while also strung along her back is her favorite baseball bat. 
one that Bjorn got to see very well last week. <laughs> As she is walking down, the Titan Tron behind her is just basically the ultimate heel kind of video package, just lights and lasers, just showing how awesome she is. Just video of her most recent matches where she is claiming victory, hitting people with her baseball bat. And of course, wrapped around her neck is her signature white towel. One that Umbra got to take a good look at last week, to, uh, last episode too. As she walks down to the ring, she just slowly jaunts. She's chewing bubble gum. She has her Ray-Ban sunglasses just on, not really giving any attention to the audience. There's a select few that are cheering for her, the crazy hardcore fans that love her. But for the majority of the audience, she is your typical heel champion with the audience just boo and just booing her up to the high heavens. She grabs a microphone. She gingerly <laughs> walks into the ring. Her theme music continues to play. She just stands there, looks around, and as her theme music dies down, she begins to speak to the audience. I was told I had to come out here and address my actions for what happened last week. And to be frank, <laughs> this is probably the easiest thing I could do. You audience and the locker room backstage, you want to know why I did what I did last week? There's a simple reason. It's because I can. As IAW champion, I have proved myself. I had clawed and scratched my way up to hold this title for a good 252 days. <laughs> and I don't intend to lose this title anytime soon. So, I just do what I want because I can. And I know for a fact that there is no other wrestler in that locker room that has the skill, the charisma, or the nerve to come out and face me. Because I know for damn sure I can beat them with one arm tied behind my back. <laughs> and whatever our good general manager has to announce, I'm sure with the utmost confidence that it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I know I'm the best and I'm going to be holding on to this for a very long time. So let's just get this over with. Miss Stonebrook, if you will, just please come on out and let's just get this over with. I got better things to do. So at this point, <laughs> the Titan Tron begins to play probably like the hokiest like country music song you can possibly think of. There's a lot of twang in it. Essentially, like, it's not even classical country because it is 2022. Like, this version is just like very bro country kind of song going on. It's, it's just terrible. As the, one of the audience members begins to say. And coming out of the Titan Tron is the general manager of IAW, Miss Reba Stonebrook. She's a very nice lady. She is dressed in a very nice, like, maroon pant suit number going on. She is wearing this most ridiculous, like, 10-gallon hat. It's not even 10. It's so tall. It's 20 or 30-gallon hat. It's just ridiculous. She has this belt buckle that is just with a sheriff star kind of draped across the middle of her pants in the pantsuit. It's the most stereotypical thing, but for the most part, despite her appearances, 
the lady knows how to book a wrestling show, and she likes her talent. For the most part, as we're about to see. As she stands atop of the ramp... <laughs> yes, Chris, this was inspiration of Doug Dimmendope. My name is Doug Dimmendope, home of Dimsdale Dimmendope. <laughs> also home of... I knew it! <laughs> also owner of the Doug Dimmendope Estates. That is true. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what no one says. Fairly Odd Parents is a great show. But anyways, back to the wrestling. Miss <clears throat> Stonebrook comes out in all of her... I don't even want to say Texas. She's from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> so she comes out at the top of the ramp in her all of her Nashville glory. She gets a microphone and says, Now, Tana, I understand that you are the champion. And you bring me lots of money, which is very important to me. However, you cannot be ruining my money when you hurt my talent, especially those who I had big plans for. But, as you said, you could do whatever you want, and I do have that announcement for you. And it should be no surprise, given your actions last week, I should strip you of the title. But once again, if I do, I'll be losing a lot of money. So here's what we gonna do. We are gonna have ourselves a number one contenders tournament. And over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna determine who has the gusto to face you. And that said number one contender is going to face you for the IAW Championship at Lockdown in a couple of weeks. So get some rest, Tana, because there's a whole lot of enemies you have made over the last couple of years that want to see you fall from that pedestal. Tana at this point looks at Miss Donebrook. That's fair, and that's fine with me. I don't care who it is. Because no one is going to take this title from me. And she just holds it up, walks around the ring as the audience is just boo, boo. I've got plans now. <laughs> I, 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 I just imagine as soon as she announces it, it is a huge, like, roar from the locker room of everybody <laughs> just being like, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh really? <laughs> I'm not finding find you guys got this. I just help support all of you. Is he the supportive mom of the locker room? Is that what it is? Because I am here for it. <laughs> I just really want one of my people to get that. And I get to overthrow her. I get to make this my place. I might be slightly evil sometimes, but... Oh my no one gosh, I love it. I love it. Alrighty. So, at the end of this announcement, Miss. Miss Stonebrook says, Now, I know all of you in the locker room can hear me. So, of course, not everyone is going to get a fair as a chance so far, but I have decided to handpick my participants for this tournament. So, my lovely tech people, if you would be so kind to show the tournament board on the Titantron for our locker room and the lovely audience to see. And right on cue, the tournament board appears above the Titantron. And it is pretty decently sized. It is an eight-person tournament, so an eight-person kind of style bracket. There is going to be four quarterfinal rounds, two semifinals, and then one final to determine the number one contenders tournament. And on this bracket, you find a lot of you are surprised to see your names on it. So in the first round, that Wheels and Kid Cuts will fight it up. 
Round two of the quarterfinals, we'll see Axel take on probably one of the more scarier individuals outside of Bjorn in IAW wrestling. His name is just Elk. We'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, tag hey, team what? partners. Tom- name is Elk? Like E-L-K? Yep. Y- you'll see why in a little bit. Don't oh, worry. We're getting this Elk. Man. These yeah. are awesome dudes. Jeez. We'll get to that a little bit, and then I'll explain where my inspiration came from him. So also, pretty, dears. Also, we see tag team partners, Tommy Tsunami and Wade Water, are going to face each other for this number one contender tournament. And then in our main and our last quarterfinal match, which is the main event for tonight, Macho Mage, you see yourself taking on one half of the Soccer Bombs the tag team champions of IAW, Hanukkah Tanari, in the main event tonight on IAW. Miss Stonebrook kind of finishes. Thank you, Kindly Tech people. And she just turns to the locker room. Well, to the screen, so all of you watching this TV in the locker room can see and hear her. Now, I want you guys to give it all your gusto. And just make sure you don't get hurt. I already had two people out, and I don't need any more injuries. Which reminds me, Tana. Just a fair warning. If you get involved in any of these matches leading into the number one contender tournament, I will strip you of that title. <laughs> and Tana says, oh, don't worry. You won't, I won't have to intervene at all. I have a good feeling of who's going to win this one. And she just, once again, holds the belt up, booing. Camera cuts back to our... I really want to take that person down. <laughs> our camera cuts back to our commentary person, Tony. Ladies and gentlemen of IAW, of course, as with every week, you never know what is going to happen. As per our general manager, tonight we're going to see four quarterfinal matches of our number one contenders tournament. It is about to be a hoot. But... I am going to throw it over to our backstage correspondent, Quinn McKinsley, as she has our first contestant who's about to start their match. Quinn, thank you, Tony. Quinn McKinsley here onto the scene. Now, Wheels, last week, you and Umbra unfortunately could not beat uh, Team Surf and Turf in that tag team match. And what transpired afterwards was just, it was something for sure. Do you have an update on Umbra, and how do you feel about tonight's match? Well, it was a shame. A damn shame, I'll tell you that much. We had a, we were robbed, I tell you. But, you know, we're fighters. We get back in the ring, and we do what we're paid to do and what, we, what we've been training to do. And Umbra, he's a strong fighter. He's got the hoots, but he's got the that je ne sais quoi, that, you know, that fighter spirit. He'll be back in the ring. He'll be better. So, putting that aside now... What do you think you're going to do to ensure that you advance in the number one contenders tournament? I'm going to do what I'm best at. I'm going to give them a left, I'm going to give them a right, and then give them a left, right, left, and then hit them with so many different ways they don't know what's coming at them. Good luck out there, Wheels, and in fact, your match is beginning now. Quinn turns back to the camera. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to start our first quarter final match. So, from backstage to the ring, back to you. <laughs> Tony, thank you, Quinn. And now I am going to give it over to our ring announcer, Terry Delant, who will be introducing our first competitors of the night. 
And once again in the ring is Miss Terry Delante. This time she's wearing a nice, like, aquamarine sparkly dress with her hair. Now, whereas last week it was in a throne, now is just nicely in some corn rolls. And she holds the microphone. The following contest, scheduled for one fall with a 10-minute time limit, is round one of the IAW Championship number one contenders tournament. At this time, the Titantron and all the lights in the arena begin to dim. Wheels, go ahead and describe how this entrance looks for you. (laughs) This one, in comparison to the first one that I had, is going to be relatively okay, I'll say, from the first episode. As opposed to riding in on a penny-farthing motorcycle, I'm just going to be walking onto the stage from basically the back ring or the back waiting area where the wrestlers wait to walk onto the stage. Pants, no shirt, hand wraps on, short hair, one of the biggest handlebar mustaches you've ever seen. I am just like jogging up onto the ring, just trying to bounce and get my shoulders loose. Sort of like Muhammad Ali style, just getting loose as I'm like walking up into the ring. As my theme music, which is just the Maple Leaf Rag by Scott Joplin plays in the background. Do it. That's the entertainer. That's the wrong song. But you know what I'm saying. Just ragtime music. It's just we got gotcha. you. <laughs> John's just going to watch this. He, he's not the manager of him, so he can't interfere. Unless he, unless he gets assigned to. So, Wheels, as you are standing in the ring, the lights once again go dim in the IAW arena. And... Just as most of you guys heard from last week, the lights begin to slowly, in time, there's a visualizer appearing on the back of the Titantron, where this is like the most generic, cheesy, electro house type of music, as the <laughs> just Wheels begins. Wheels is gonna roll, sorry, Wheels is gonna roll his eyes as this music starts playing, because you know, <laughs> just like, what this, he's gonna just cross his arms and kind of look away from the, all the hype of all of it. Just unimpressed. And once again, as it just slowly starts to build and build, the song hits a crescendo and the bass just drops. The lights explode with multiple colors. Glow sticks just fly into the audience. As Kid Cuts once again swings open the... I guess we're going to call it the trauma bay doors now. Swings open the trauma bay doors. (laughs) Because a lot of things are about to go down. He swings open the trauma bay doors and he just begins to shuffle at the top of the ramp, like in beat with the song. He shuffles his way down to the ring, starts throwing glow sticks at the audience as he's making his way there. Once he gets inside of the ring, he also just begins to shuffle and then he just holds out a glow stick to you, wheels, smiles, and then goes to his corner of the ring. I look at it and I just scoff. <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> Terry goes, the first round of the IAW number one contenders tournament. Hailing from, she looks at her card. Somewhere in time, wheel. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, it's this is great. Barry the wheels, MacGuffin. And the audience is. Booing, boo. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk up confidently with arms raised up above my head with fists. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> nice. 
And hailing from the Electrodome, Kid Cut. And at this point, the audience is just cheering Kid Cuts because just puts a heart up to the audience. And he steps up to you, wheels, the bell rings, and he puts his hand out to shake. You are technically in control of this match, so how do you, what do you want to do first? I'm going to reach for a handshake, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, at the last second, grab the entire forearm and try to pull him in to do a headbutt. <laughs> We're starting off great. I love it. Alrighty, so as a response to this, you successfully headbutt Kid Cuts, which kind of knocks him back a little bit. He grabs his head, making sure it's not bleeding a little bit. He turns to you. He gives you a nod. And then he begins to walk up to you. He grabs you. And then he is going to Irish whip you into the ropes. So how do you respond to being thrown into the ropes? <laughs> I am going to try and catch myself on the ropes. Okay. So I will say as a response, you are able to catch yourself up in the ropes. And then from there, uh, Kid Cuts see that you're not coming back towards him. He just shrugs his shoulders and begins to run towards you, trying to attempt to a diving headbutt kind of rocket maneuver towards you. So now this is where you are going to do your move. So in response to him trying to headbutt you back, Barry, what is your spot for this part? Can I do something lame but also like really fu really funny? <laughs> We're playing a wrestling game. It can't get any crazier than that. What you have in mind? I just want to like s dramatically sidestep and get out of the way of the spear. <laughs> so that he goes flying out of the ring. Oh and then my I'll gosh. do my and then I'll do my move. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So you like very vaudevillian just comically step out of the way kid cuts goes through the ring and just it hits the floor so what do you want to do as your spot from this point now <laughs> i am going to climb onto the ropes and do, try and do some kind of a flying press Ooh. from the top rope onto uh, <laughs> onto kid cuts down on the floor Oh my gosh, we love it. Okay, the sense you are trying to do... Let's think here. Okay, since you are basically demonstrating your athletic ability, you are going to roll plus body on this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Come about on. to get real. <laughs> Don't fail me now. Oh, this, oh, okay, it's a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> so, on a seven... It's good. It's a cool move, but you show strain. So you gain one momentum and you pick either one. <laughs> so here are your options. You do the move, but it hurts. You have to forfeit your next scheduled match while you recover. Or someone steps into cover for you and you pull it off with their help. If it's another player wrestler, they also gain one momentum. Uh, I think this one hurt. This one definitely hurt. But not only was it from the top rope, it was from the top rope off of the ring. Okay. I was going to say the monkey could help. Oh, that's right. I forgot. The manager has a monkey that could help. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, it's up to you to... It's up to, it's up to you, Wheels. 
You no, I, I think I, I like the current one because this one, this is. I feel like the ring is probably a good five feet up from the floor too. So I fell probably ten feet onto somebody else. <laughs> Alrighty, you know what? Narrate this awesome spot. <laughs> okay, so as Kid Cuts flies towards me, I just very dramatically step out of the way and watch him clumsily fall onto the floor outside of the ring. I climb up onto the rope and in a in a four like a full four four all hands and feet gripping onto the rope, I pry myself up and get a little bit of a momentum. And then I jump and as I'm jumping I yell from the top rope and then yeah and then slam myself down onto Kid Cuts. Both of us land on I land on top of Kid Cuts. We're both real writhing in pain on the floor because I didn't fall properly. I probably landed on my shoulder wrong and put like too much weight there. Didn't land completely flat. And it was just, it's just, I obviously had hit kid cuts pretty hard too, but I took a lot. I took a lot of damage in the process. I love it. Yeah. So as you land, something just doesn't sit right. You may have to go see, you're going to probably going to have to take some time or at least a week off. You're going to need to go see one Dr. Brittany to probably get that all fixed out, which we'll get into later. But, Wheels, you are still in control of this match. So what is your next maneuver? All right. With the good arm, let me roll. Uh, I'm going to roll a D6 to see which if it's right or left arm that got hurt. Let's, do, let's go odds for left, evens for Love it. Okay, it's a four, so it's my right arm. Okay, so with the good arm, with the left arm... That is the lead arm. I pick up cuts and I kind of guide him back up into the ring. So kind of guided toss. <laughs> so I shuffle him back into the ring and then I get back up. So now we're actually like fighting back in the ring. Um, okay. So from that point, so you push him back into the ring. So you get back up. As a response, Kid Cuts is going to stand up. And <laughs> he just begins to smile again. And he is going to try to get you into a... But he is going to try to get you into a headlock. Okay. And so he grabs you. He kind of wheels. And this is from personal experience, so people can't come for me for this one. Ravers tend to not be the most clean people, especially after a week-long music festival. Oh boy. I am not one of those people, but I have been a part of crowds where someone forgot to put on deodorant. So as he puts you in oh, this Rivers, headlock, Rivers oh, he's stinky. Rivers yeah. stinky. That's what they're known for. <laughs> as he puts you in a headlock, you could just smell the B.O. As he gets your head and your nose nicely next to the pits as he's holding you in this headlock. As he says this, I'm going to go... Good golly! And throw him a gut punch. All right. So you give him the good old gut punch as a response. He's ooh, and he his grip on the headlock loosens a little bit enough for you to escape. So he's just basically keeled over, hand on stomach, trying to get his composure back after a good old sucker punch to the gut. So wheels, what is your spot for this one? Immediately, I'm going for a roundhouse kick. I, I really I really want to help out, but I know I can't. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later because there is a move that all wrestlers can do, but we'll get into it in a little bit. All right. So you're just going to go for a roundhouse kick. So basically, let me see, because you <laughs> this is great. 
So just so basically because you are once again because you are doing a acrobatic build kind for it, you're gonna roll plus body for this one. Okay. That's fine. I didn't stat my character, but it's fine. I'm gonna roll with it. It's fine, and remember you have momentum too. Ooh, this is eleven minus one is still ten. Yo, okay, so a ten will be enough. The crowd is pops for this roundhouse kick. So, actually, so because that is amazing, Wheels, narrate this roundhouse kick for me. Okay, and and you can go ahead and pull the rails or correct anything if you don't think this goes with what you want planned. But I'm in this headlock. It's disgusting. It's super smelly. I've never been to a rave as Barry, and so I've I have no idea what these smells are. I just it is rancid. It is horrible. It's not unlike it is unlike anything I've ever smelled before. So I just as a as not even like a move is more of just like a reaction to just smelling this. I get I get I throw kid cuts a gut punch and then just immediately turn around with a roundhouse kick that hits him clean in the head and he falls to the floor. Okay. So as you do that, Kid Cuts, his eyes just go a little bit back in his head upon impact of that roundhouse kick. He falls on his back wheels. You go in for the cover. And as you pin him, ref comes over. One, two, three. (laughs) The bell rings. Terry gets back on the microphone. Your winner of the first quarterfinal match for the IAW number one contenders tournament, Barry the Wheels McGuff. Throw my hands up in celebration, but then I also like still get a whiff of the smell, so I like gag a little bit and put my hands back down. I'll I'll say my my character was probably that Umbro was watching from the locker room and is probably cheering as much as he can right now with a bad back. <laughs> he did. Like, he's sitting in the. At least I, one of us he said it, He's sitting in the med bay. <laughs> I, I should really I should really get him as well. My new. You're just gonna recruit everybody. I love it. I'm taking over this joint. <laughs> we love to see it. Alrighty, so Wheels, you are celebrating and also trying not to throw up at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, as soon as that, that happens, I like start to step away as far as I can. <laughs> You're just like, oh boy. Alrighty, so Wheels, as you continue to celebrate in the ring, the camera cuts back to our lead commentator, Tony Delante. Ladies and gentlemen, what an exciting first match of the night for the number one contenders tournament. I'm gonna be honest, I'm just as surprised as the audience here, but Barry the Wheels McGuffin will be moving on to the semi-final match next week. But now, to determine his opponent, we won't have to wait long, folks, now as we begin round two. I take it, I give it to our lovely ring announcer, Terry Delant. Terry, once again, is standing in the ring. The following contest is round two of the quarterfinal for the IAW number one contenders tournament. This match will have a 10 minute time limit. And as she lowers the microphone, Axel, how does your entrance look on this episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling? The classic 
metal cover of Sunshine Lollipops and Rainbow starts to play. And instead of a big old Siberian Husky on my shoulders and a very classic Jake the Snake Robert style, I'm coming out with a big old yellow python on the shoulders. It's coming out, still standing at a six foot seven, two eighty five frame with his mohawk, coming down to the ring, holding up this python. Uh, of course, goes over and grabs a mic and says into the mic as it gets into the ring, "This is potassium. Somebody needs to adopt it." And he puts the mic down and just holds the snake up. Once again, just like last week from the Trauma Bay Doors, you just see a petite woman just fast walk her way down the ramp. She's wearing a denim jacket and and some UGG boots. Once again, this is Tina. She is the lead Animal Samaritan at the place you volunteer at, Axel. She's running with a clipboard and a pen. She's just like, we'll figure this out, sweetie. Go ahead and get into the ring and you do what you do best. And we'll make sure that potassium has a good home as she takes the snake from you and just like walking around the audience. Does anyone want a python? Does anyone want a python? This python needs love. And she just continues to do that, Axel, as you step into the ring. <laughs> Alrighty. As Terry begins to grab the microphone and she says, and her and his opponent before he terry gets a chance to finish john you managed to snatch the microphone from her so sorry my lady this is my client not yours i'm very sorry but we, we all got our jobs to do <laughs> opponent for tonight the mighty the mysterious fighter the elk will be his opponent let's see how it goes everyone as um, you it i and because because I am speaking for my client for this, he gains plus one momentum. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. If it my mind like playing politics a little bit to try to get your client in the best spot, yeah. but keep that in your back pocket because it may come in handy a little uh, bit oh. later. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna come in handy for this fight. Alrighty. So, as soon as John finishes that introduction. For his client, <laughs> the lights dim, except for a few spotlights that kind of just center on the trauma bay doors. Then all of a sudden, you, the audience and in you in the locker room begin to hear a cacophony of violins just begin to play. And as they begin to play, then you just hear like this trap hip-hop beat come slowly creeping in behind. And as the trauma bay doors open, you just see this huge seven foot mountain of a man wearing nothing but a black kind of wrestling trunks and coming out, he is wearing a deer mask full on antlers, but this is (laughs) It is basically the skull of said deer with antlers attached to it. And just the audience is just elk. Just in unison elk. with yeah. elk. Just in unison with the with the theme. And a uh, fun fact for this podcast, I based elk off of the impact wrestler Moose. So when you get a chance, look him up. Love him. He's great. Cannot wait for that triple threat next week at Hard to Kill. But anyways, 
Elk makes his way down to the ring where he just not even goes through the ropes. He just steps over the top rope full on Elk Mask still on his face and walks straight up to you, Axel, and just stares you down with his eyes peering through the mask. Oh, I love him. Clearly my client's not an elk. But but I will say this. If he wants to be called the elk. Oh my goodness. And so at this point, Axel, you go to your corner. Elk goes to his corner where he takes off the mask, hands it to you, John, who you are on the ring apron at this point. The floor, I should say, not the ring apron. That's a different location. And you're also in Elk's corner as well. And the yep. bell begins to ring, and I am actually going to give Axel, you are in control for this first one. Sounds good. I'm going to bell rings, change of demeanor, now back to the MMA fighter. I'm going to walk up to him and start with that classic test of strength, would put my hands up and the have us lock hands and do that test of strength. Yes, the... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So... Elk is going to respond to that, and he is also going to lock up. This time, as you guys lock up, he's actually going to tighten his grip on the hands and try to, using his strength, push you to a knee onto the mat. So before we continue from there, Echo, at any time, feel free. If you find something that you want the manager to do, I will let you do it. Just let me know so we can get that in as a response to what is going on in the match. Does that sound good? Because it's a little yeah. different because you're the I, manager. I, <laughs> I, I can't do any. My main ability, I can't do anything until we're booked. Ah. That... <laughs> That's my main ability. I can't do anything yet. I don't know interfere for my client's best interest if that's giving him advice or not i'm trying (laughs) it's a good ability but i have one ability well even though you're a manager so this is actually a good time and this for all wrestlers so there is a move in this game called interrupt so if you would like to interrupt what is going on and take control of the match you can spend one menta momentum and narrate how you counter disrupt or basically stop what is going on for you echo i will because in the history of professional wrestling managers have been good at distracting opponents for their clients to get the one up or to get the victory too you said interfere right yep so you can interrupt and narrate how your manager distracts axel (laughs) but just keep in mind you have to spend a momentum to do and that goes for everyone else too Everyone starts with one momentum, and then as you do moves and things like that, there's opportunities to gain it. But you start with one, so just keep that in mind. Uh, okay. All right. So back to the action. So oh, if good. they're booked, there's a special thing. But my yeah, interfere. I can do something that helps. So you know what? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna interfere now. So oh, damn. Okay. All right. I can't let this man win. (laughs) Okay, so here's how this is going to work. So currently, Elk is trying to pin... Not pin, he's trying to get Axel to one knee onto the math by using his strength. John, how does the manager distract Axel for this to happen? Axel, okay, so 
I will count as Elk and John as like one entity for their setup. So, Axel, how do you respond to that? I just hear him yell that that man has the python. I guess I'll just like look over at at the look over in the direction he's pointing as I'm like holding this guy and just looking confusion. Okay, I'm gonna roll. All right, right. go for it. Mechanically speaking, like, storytelling-wise, that does make sense. Alright, so you help to distract. I'm gonna have you roll for Elk. So, what Elk's planning on doing is, with that little distraction, he is going to not only get you, Axel, to, uh, one knee on the mat. Once he does so, then he's going to basically give you a Daniel Bryan kick to the chest. (laughs) What, What is this considered? I don't have Elk that. That's okay. I have stats for <laughs> Elk. I, I was gonna, I was gonna so, use the use my interference like the look, just to give him more momentum. That was what what my plan was. Okay, so Elk has one momentum, but I'm gonna have you roll, and I have his stats right here because he is trying to show his physical strength. You are going to roll your two d6, and yep. you are going to add a plus two to it because his body is plus two that is a 10 holy crap okay so the crowd pops for elk kicking (laughs) i got an eight plus two that's a 10 yep so elk just axel you your chest just you feel a force of leg just come straight into the sternum as elk similar to what you do as a uh, former MMA fighter, you recognize this as a classic MMA kick that Elk just drives deep into your sternum and knocking you to the floor a little bit. You're not down and confused because obviously you've been in enough rougher fights before, but you realize that Elk is pretty much on par with you in this match. So... With that, Elk gains one momentum, and actually, he is now in control of this match. So with that kick, Axel, Elk is just going to grab you up, and then he is going to try to, basically, he's going to try to chokeslam you into the mat. (laughs) How do you respond? Oh, I'm going to do the classic just as he picks me up, just fall off to the side of it. And so you're able to do that. As a response, Elk is going to start to get a little uh, upset and a little frustrated. So now he is going to walk over to you and he is actually going to take you. And he is going to basically attempt to tie you up in the ropes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I could help with this. Okay, we'll get there in a little bit. So, Axel, now is your chance to respond. How would you like to respond? As he's trying to tie me up into the ropes, I think I'm going to do a um, just a big show chop to the chest as he's putting me up against the ropes. Just be like, bam! All right. So, you are able to free one of your hands to chop Elk in the chest. So, he backs off a little bit. Before he does his thing, John, what is it that you wanted to do to help? I'm going to put the deer mask on him. 
You're gonna put the deer mask on Axel? I'm the distraction. I'm not gonna fight. I can get injured and hurt, yeah. But I'm the distraction, man. I cannot let you win. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not my client. If you make a deal to be my client, I can maybe be neutral. I would but like not my to client. spend a momentum here to interfere with it, and I'm gonna go ahead and make a heel turn. Oh my god, wait, I'm whoa, going, whoa, 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 I'm going to grab this guy because I hate cheaters. As he's trying to put this elk mask on me, I'm going to gorilla press him up and try to throw him into elk. Okay, because you interrupt, I'm going to have you roll plus... Oh, man. So, you are showing your physical this strength, Axel. Hurt. So, you're going to roll plus body for this one. <laughs> Can Ten. I... Oh, jeez. <laughs> Can I roll plus look to make it look like I was innocent? We'll save uh, that roll. We'll save that roll for a little bit. <laughs> but okay, yeah, Axel. So you take John, who tried to put this elk mask on you. You grab him, put him in a gorilla press, and just unchuck him at elk. The weight of <laughs> John. I'm a, I'm a skinny man. I'm just, I'm just gonna hit this brick wall and fall on the ground. But I will say that you hit him in enough of the center of gravity where it just knocks both of you back. Elk catches you, but in the force of momentum, he's now on the floor. John, with you on top of it. Axel, you go over and just still full-on scene red. You just take your foot... You put it on top of John, who is on top of Elk. Referee comes over. One. I'm okay. going to roll the plus interest for this. Because uh -oh. <laughs> I this is the best interest for my client. Because this man threw me at him. I was innocent. <laughs> so I will say, save that. Because we're going to do that afterwards. Because that's more of playing politics. Okay, but. Fine. I'll, yes. I'll accept playing politics. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll so. Take that. Back to the action. One, two, three. <laughs> so the bell rings. Terry comes back on the microphone. Your winner of the second round of the number one contenders tournament, Axel. <laughs> uh, instead of celebrating why he's still down because I'm still seeing red, I'm going to try to attempt to powerbomb this manager on top of Elk. Because <laughs> I'm making a full on heel turn here. Holy I would like shit. to roll. I would like to roll off elk, so it's j just me. Do Wait, it. Does, does this mean I'm the only face left? Because everyone else was a heel. I'm a face as well. <laughs> oh, you're a face too. All right, I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm a tr I'm a trickster face. That's what I'm doing. Okay, so let's do yes, this. Power. So, wait, would it be better in, in my interest? Wait, I'm gonna wait last second so he just arm blows out before I roll out of the way. Well, so, Axel, you said you're gonna powerbomb this man? <laughs> yeah, I'm, grabbing, I'm grabbing the little manager guy, and I'm just gonna powerbomb him, like, Kevin Nash-style, standing oh, jack-eye <laughs> powerbomb on top of out, on top of Elk. Okay. So, Axel, as you grab him, at the very last moment, John... The slippery, the slippery little snake that he is. I'm a uh, monkey. I'm agile. <laughs> that, uh, 
All right, so let's redo that metaphor. So the agile monkey that he is, he gets out of your grasp at the last minute before you slam him to the ground, rolls out of the ring, and is just on looking. You do, however, still have elk inside of the ring. <laughs> oh, then I'm going to beat him with his mask. All right, narrate how you do this to me. Then I'm going to go over to the mask, and I'm going to look at John's character dead in the eyes as elk Did is on the ground. John is just giving you the biggest smile. John is just giving you the biggest smile. Like, do it. I'm gonna start beating him with this elk mask to break it. Just screaming at his character, saying, "I'm the only monster in this business." Oh my god! Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Holy crap! (laughs) This can't have gone better in my favor. Listen, from a storytelling perspective, this is. Freaking amazing because I'm this. Oh man, the dynamic going forward is gonna be great. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. so so at this point, John, as you're watching Axel beat up your client, well, your current client right now, Elk, the general manager, Miss Stonebrook, comes walking up to you, and as the audience is still reacting to the beatdown in the ring, she whispers in your ear. I don't appreciate you getting involved in matches, but I have to say, you do seem to have a nose for business. Come see me in my office later. We have some business to talk. Yes, we do. (laughs) And the camera just cuts back to you, Axel. You have just beat Elk, and now he is just bleeding all over the mat. How do you end this little segment for this match? (laughs) I'm grabbing a microphone. And looking up to the honest, I'm going to go out and just... Whatever he did with this mask, it jogged something in his head of mine. The monster's back, baby. I'm going to throw the mic at Elk and walk out. Oh my god. Oh, I love that you changed it the speech pattern, too. <laughs> oh my goodness. As you walk up, Tina's just running after you. Axel, wait! And she's just chasing you as you go back into the locker room. <laughs> it cuts back to our commentary team. Or our commentator, I should say. Tony... John goes up. He's not the strongest man, and he's and he's trying and he's pulling Elk up and is pulling back. You did well, man. You did well. Elk just looks at you, bloodied and uh, be bloodied. As you get him upright, he just shakes your arm off. Just looks at you and just begins walking up the ring, up the ramp, back into the locker room. This might be bad. And with that, the camera cuts back to our commentator, Tony, who is just in disbelief. Ladies and gentlemen, I I don't know what to say. Axel moves on to the next round, but it seems that the monster that we used to know when he first debuted here in IAW seems to have made his way back, ladies and gentlemen. I can only hope and pray for the locker room that nobody gets on his bad side as we had just seen with John and Elk tonight. Jeez. Well, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, as we get everything settled in, we will take you to our third quarterfinal match of the night. It is the dynamic duo of Tommy Tsunami and Wade Water facing each other, tag team members, Facing each other for a number one contender spot. So we're going to make our way to the ring. At this point, the camera kind of the whole dog and pony show of Terry announcing Tommy and Wade. But the camera then pushes back open the trauma doors. 
and it follows through the locker room where it pans up to a door where we see two familiar wrestlers outside the door of one Dr. Brittany, Umbra, and Bjorn. You two are standing outside of Dr. Brittany's office, each of you with a note from her saying, come see me at this specific time, at the same time. So both of you are currently standing outside of Dr. Brittany's door. Uh, John, uh, I don't think we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Is he using a hat as a pop filter? It works. Yeah. Do I exist? Yes. We, yes. we can hear you, yes. Oh, God. What happened to Elk? Wow. <laughs> I, uh, so I, we're, so maybe you shouldn't have interfered. For editing purposes, we're in the hallway in front of Brittany's. Yeah, Dr. Brittany's right. office. Oh, these waiting rooms are so awkward. I think right now Umbra's, Umbra ignores what you say, but that's because he's like, at the same time of happy for his friend, his tag team partner making it through, someone that looked up to him just did a heel turn. What the fuck? <laughs> so he's probably just head down, just like, just waiting. I, I feel like, I feel like John is just like there in the background, just like just sitting sitting down, like oh boy, he's near the doctor's room because he knows. I just saw a demon. I might get hurt. I'm being safe. <laughs> he's like hiding out in he's hiding out in the med in the medical bay. <laughs> yes. Oh. Bjorn's gonna reach into his sack and just look at everyone who's so sad and just say, "Does anybody want a present? Anyone?" This good question. Does he still have the kitten on his shoulder? Yeah. Right yes. <laughs> it's right there. On the left shoulder, just boom, just chilling. Maybe now has a little hat even. Like this. Yes. Hat. I need fan art right now. Can yeah. you calm can you calm the demon down out there? Art. Did you not see the last match? No, I've been asleep for an hour. What happened? I may have accidentally turned someone into a demon. You just hear you just hear him screaming in the back. What that little puny son of a bitch? As I'm like looking for him in the back, in the backstage area. Ah, uh, listen. Just because I need to not hear your voice, I'll try and take care of it after I fix my back. We're now to be now we're all at present. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did not expect this. I thought people had. Hey, uh, what happened? What what happened to the deerhead guy? Why is Axel yelling? What's going on? Uh, they fought. I have the mask. Decided to be a little stupid. Decided to try something stupid, but I looked innocent while doing it. So I'm not what he would oh, be. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, and now <laughs> he's rampaging. Yes, not but, my fault. But at least we can understand what he's saying now, so. <laughs> oh, he fixed the list! That's good. There's a body of some no-name wrestler gets thrown into the doors, but you just see him just walk off, just completely ignoring it. Just... Dude, the guy in his way just gets thrown into the room, and I'm still screaming, where is he? You got a tranquilizer in there? I, t I turned uh, to Bjorn, do you got a tranquilizer in there? I mean, <laughs> I have, my I have one that dissolves and, quickly in beer. Let me... As, as John opens one of the vents, it says, if he comes in here, I'll, my escape plan is ready. Oh my goodness. Let me, let me go check on Wild Child, and I'm going to get up with my mangled hand and kitten. 
And I'm going to throw the sack over the non-kitten shoulder. So it's not to crush said kitten on my shoulder. Uh, and I'm going to uh, walk down the hallway uh, just cat looking for the Axel who is berserking somewhere. So, Umbra, are you still going to be sitting in medical bay or what's your plan right now? <laughs> I know better. Because <laughs> Bjorn might be just his hand and a big dude. Me, my back's <laughs> fucking broken. I'm a skinny man. I know better than to go into this not at full strength. It's... I... Axel, you can you can say no to this if I if it's okay. I just look at Bjorn as he's walking out. He's, by the way, right here, quick tickle, tend to calm him right down. I'm impressed you know that. Good. Look, when uh, you kind of like come randomly up to me to talk about my pants. All right. So I've gotten <laughs> to know him a lot better than I. What have hoped for? gonna be. That is good to know for my protection in the future. You shut the fuck up! I'm innocent of all crimes. Yeah. Oh, I was just watching. You're innocent, all right. Yeah. You're like we have video evidence. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go attempt to tickle the maniac. You tell Brittany. I'll be right back. I'm gonna walk right. down the hallway and look around. All right, so Bjorn, you go and do that, so we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> so, we are still with uh, you, Umbra. As you are sitting there, just now, just you and manager John just awkwardly sitting there, <laughs> the the door finally springs open, and actually, I don't even want to say it opens. Like, it is kicked open from the other side, so... Coming through, not coming through the door, as the door is open, in front of you is what you would normally see from a wrestling doctor. They have their doctor's coat on. However, the many times that all of you collectively have been here, you know that Dr. Brittany, while they are good at their job, they are also just as crazy as the rest of you. So Dr. Brittany is actually bald. They are wearing, like, the most loud, like, blue eyeshadow with eyeliner, wearing uh, <laughs> large hoop earrings, wearing your traditional doctor's coat, black pants, but instead of the doctor shoes that they wear, she's wearing, like, these. They are wearing this inch, like, to purple stilettos. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Uh... And Dr. Brittany just looks at you and just like, Hello, baby. What can I do for you for? Hello, darling. <laughs> I see I see you got my suggestion about the stilettos. Oh, yeah. You already know, love. I... Wonderful. Mm. Now Maybe that you... <laughs> you might need a coffin. And I just start to look at you. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm up against. Yeah, and if you keep talking, I'm going to open that door and, and let him know you're right here. Ooh. I already have my escape plan right here. Points at the Ooh. vent that's already open. You, re you really want this? Uh -huh. uh, trust me, this is my first time fighting a monster. It won't be my last. 
Listen, if my bag's fixed out of here, you might need that escape plan even without him coming for you. And I walk No, you're not house. a god! I'm about to kick your ass! <laughs> 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 my friend! Trust oh me. My goodness. That's what I'm... Trust me. I don't have to be... Baby, baby face moves at him when I say that? Like, to... If you I... could convince me how that works, sure. Uh, I look at him. Let me say this. I I'm not your manager. I'm not your friend right now. And we're still in the business. So I can't be your friend. Even if I wanted to. Oh. And I have to make sure my client's best interests are met. That means if I have to cheat to let him win, I have to do it. I, I can't do it anyway because I don't have the momentum. <laughs> so never mind. Remember, you just stare at you saying everyone you starts with one momentum. I start with one, but the move needs two. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, John, John so, just looks at it, looks at him, and says one last thing. So tell me, if you were the manager in that moment. And you could saw a way to help your. Would you do it? Yes or no? No. There was a moment. There was because... a moment of hesitation. That I'll remember no. that. Yeah. Good job making Elk seem like a cheater, and I walk in. All right. That's what it. <laughs> you say that now, but politics—they always change. At this point, as you're sitting down, John, Dr. Brittany just walks up. She takes her stiletto, puts the pointy bit like in between the family jewel area. And it's just, I have a client to see. I'm not going to stop you. Go ahead. Do your thing. It's good luck for whatever's about to happen. But if you do get hurt, you know who you can come see me. And Brittany just takes her, yeah. their fingers and just also, I'm walks it up to your chest and just walks back into the room and closes also, the door. <laughs> Ah, dang it. I wanted to ask how much it would cost to help Elk out. Dang it. <laughs> Alright, so we're inside Dr. Brittany's office at this point. So, very traditional wrestling medical bay. You have the examining tables, some painkillers, some wraps and stuff like that. Dr. Brittany just jauntily, one hand on the hip, walks over to you, Umbra. Baby, what can I do for you today? If you could lock up that bitch Tana for me... But I don't think you have that kind of power, so... At least, would you be able to work on my back so I can take her out later? It's always my pleasure to see that bitch get knocked down a couple pegs or two. But, let's fix your back first. You already know the drill. Unrobe, sir. I do. It's, and, so, shirt easily just flies off. It's a very loose, sh sh cut-up shirt. Pants take a little bit more time because they're like tight leather pants. And so he's just struggling to get them down <laughs> and not rip them. Oh, baby, we're going to be here forever. Let me help you out. Brittany just walks over and just like full on like amazement movement. She just like one and done, like zip, bam, there. She's like, it's not my first rodeo when it comes to the leather. It takes a little bit of practice. Yeah, and usually I buy a dude a drink before they do that. Baby, I get to see you in all of your God-given glory, so we'll call it even. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, as they're both in there and John's just out in the hallway, <laughs> he's just drinking a thing and I'm going to ask sometimes, dang it. <laughs> We're having self-reflection moments. We'd love to see it. 
I know I'm an asshole. I'm gonna keep on being an asshole. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an asshole to everyone but my clients. These people aren't my clients. Can't worry about them right now. You just hear in dis you just hear in disembodied voice of some random game master named Nike somewhere, but you have none at the moment now. <laughs> Fair point. But I'm also marked for death. That is true. As the camera cuts back to Doctor as the camera cuts back to Dr. Brittany's office. Alright. Face down. You know the drill. Yeah, yep, yep. And I get up on the table face down and I'm like it's right in the center part of my back I don't know what that bitch did to it but oh baby when I'm done with you you're gonna be you're gonna have a new spring in your step (laughs) yes because I decide when the match ends (laughs) not some random person she is the champion so you gotta give her a little Credit, you but are. I don't care. You let people have their fair chance. <laughs> Opens the door. I agree with this. <laughs> oh my gosh, Doctor Brittany just looks at you. Before you go full on uh, Count of Monte Cristo on her ass, let's fix yours first. So hold still. This is only going to hurt for a little bit, baby. And the cat Ash. The camera exits Dr. Brittany's office, door still closed. You just hear Umbra's just, ooh, ah, like very tensely, very loud. And, and like, like, he, he, no, 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 no. He, the, the way he says, like, normal talk is very smooth and such, but these are more like guttural growling <laughs> enjoyment noises. <laughs> yes. There's another monster in there, John. <laughs> but this is a monster. But this is a monster in pain. Not one that's actively searching for. I don't have to worry about it yet. I'm gonna be honest. I, I never look. So I'm gonna say this. No one has seen his actual face. He's been wearing a mask this entire time. Crosswave is just like I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm trying. Like my son comes in right as I'm about to say something horrible into the microphone. Like. <laughs> mute myself oh my gosh this is oh my goodness but anyways as that's going on camera cuts back to you actually Bjorn as you're making your way to the sound of a one raging monster axle wreaking havoc in the locker room Ah, uh, am I in the locker room or am I like approaching the axle wreaking havoc in the So I will say you make your way to the doorway of said sure. certain locker room. Axel, I'll let you start this one off. What is going on in this locker room right now? I have uh, tell me if this is uh, say yes or no, but the, the Suzuki bombers, I have the one that's not in the match tonight, because they cheated on me last week and hit me with a pipe. Okay. So I have the one that's not in the match currently up against the wall. As I'm holding like their shoulders, and I just turn and just still roll, throw her at the other locker. Okay, so I will definitely let that. So that is uh, the one that you have, and you just threw is Koji Sakamaru, one half of the soccer bombs. Yeah, so she is lying on the floor now. It's like, (laughs) I just realized I just gave a whole thing about giving people a fair chance in the match. And then he's on a rampage about it. Oh, fuck, I taught him that. 
Anyways, oh, back to scene. Bjorn, beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Bjorn, you just you witness Axel full on throw a five two uh, petite woman, even though she is bad news for most people across the locker room. So yeah, five, scene. <laughs> yeah, five five two petite women are not light. That's a good throw. I'm gonna. Am I behind Axel? Like Axel hasn't seen me, right? I will say he hasn't seen you yet. Hasn't seen me yet. Okay. I'm going to uh, gently get the kitten in my palm, and I'm going to whisper to the kitten, I hope you don't die. And I'm going to slowly creep up behind Axel. I'm going to try and get my hand over his shoulder so that the kitten just goes right to, like, eyeballs, like eye level. So there's this cute little meow right there. Yeah, so fair enough. Axel, you see the familiar sight of Bjorn and a small little kitten that just went, <laughs> and it is currently both of them are currently standing in front of you with said kitten at your eye level there, there is oh, I'm behind oh yeah that's right just oh, a hand in a kitten stop Sam Chris what are you doing here you're a bit angry aren't you uh the woman I just threw looks back it, well it appears to be fucking so why they tried to cheat me out of my match oh, I get real close I fucking hate cheaters. Cheaters, yeah. Cheating's bad. Cheating's hard, huh? I'm gonna go, it's like comically shorter than what he actually is. Short little monkey man. I've seen him. Where? Yeah, he's over by the medical tent. He's an asshole. Look, you're gonna be okay. You know that. Oh, I'm fine. He's about to not be. But why now? You have so much more leverage. If you do it later. Might not be the brightest knife in the tool shed. You keep knives in the tool shed? That drawer. makes sense. Drawer. It, you keep it... shovels in the drawer, knives in the tool shed. Come That's here. how the saying goes. Come here. I'm going to put my hand around Axel, and I'm going to ominously walk Axel through an exit with the kitten. Come here. I have a plan, buddy. I got a plan, buddy. And just even, like, you might even hear a gentle, like, Ho, 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 like under, under Bjorn's breath. Come on. I have an idea. Come on. And like holding the kitten like a carrot almost. Come on. You're okay. And we'll walk outside. <laughs> if he follows me. If Axel follows. I don't know if he follows. I'm going to attempt it. You do see right now, he may not be still the most intelligent, but he is not the Axel you guys know. He is currently in, like when the bell rings, he's like this, but it hasn't gone away. So he's like in his MMA fighter. That's back for a little bit. And he does know where the doc, where I am now. I follow a slightly erotic Viking Santa Claus to wherever the hell he just took me. Yes. Right. Oh, that is so we fade. So we fade on that part. Camera goes back all the way back to the medical bay. As you're sitting there in front of Brittany's door, Miss the General Manager Reba Stonebrook comes and sits next to you. There's a moment of silence, and then she says, Quite a mess that you made tonight. <laughs> yep. Never ex- one thing being years in these types of businesses. You never know who will actually turn out to be a monster. I will say that I'm just as surprised as everybody else to see Axel go back to be the monster that he was in. But, but now our... I know it. <laughs> But now I know how to release the monster. 
And that is good information. It does make for more interesting shows. That's if you live long enough to see them, uh, sweetie. I have many escape plans, ready. It's not my first time but that someone wants me dead at last. How much is Elk's medical bill going to be like? He's covered. Brittany is an amazing doctor. He just needs to see Brittany for a little bit and uh, Elk I, will be fine. I know, but when I've got that hurt, if I try to help and be my asshole self who has to, has to make sure that they win. If I didn't do that, then this would have happened. Little T is a is an evil mistress some days. I wouldn't know about that, but I can see where you're coming from, and the sentiment is mutual. But uh, I'm not here to discuss your little pity party. I have a proposition for you, John. And that is? I want your help in to helping me figure out... So, to let you in on a little secret, I haven't told the rest of the locker room, but we're about to introduce another championship title. And I need your help in helping me figure out who should be competing for said title. I believe we met one already. If we can keep that flag. But I doubt that five will lie against (laughs) an actual match. That... That time travel is an interesting choice as well. Didn't actually think he would win. Surprisingly, did. Yeah, Barry. You know, he uh, he is an enigma, but the man puts on classics here. And in fact, <laughs> a lot of our oddball characters put on some classics: Bjorn, Umbra, Axel, Macho you know, Mage. As much as he loses, <laughs> they're all. Amazing talent. And yes, honestly, I, I think any one of them could hold this new title. Right it's just here. a matter of which ones I think should be the inaugural one. I'm going to say this. Kid, the kid in there probably would be the best if we have to force it. Because everyone likes a hero. Sure, the villain is popular in everything. But that can only last so long. But a hero... That's a different story. Because all heroes... Some don't in some media, but that's another story for another day. I like where your head's at, John. And in fact, let's step into my office, where my private security will handle any interlopers that try to intervene. Because a certain monster is looking for you right now. Thank you very much. I have a dumb idea. It's probably not going to work. I'm going to talk to that monster and try to get You are planning to do this right now? No, after the meeting, of course. Excellent. Yeah, because if I do it now, I'm going to survive. But if I do it after, I might survive, because the angle will die down. But I will be hurt for for a little bit. Excellent. On that note, let me tell you what I have in mind for this title. (laughs) And as... GM Brookstone walks you to her office. She's showing you plans, John. And these are just the beginning designs of this uh, special championship. And labeled on said paper, you just 
see a crude drawing of a steel cage. Lots of different weaponry. But the steel cage is also padded as the camera fades <laughs> upon her upon general manager Stonebrook walking you into the office. We cut back to inside of Dr. Brittany's office. Dr. Brittany is now smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and Dr. Brittany is just like, this isn't my first rodeo, but you don't like acupuncture needles all that much, do you? And I just, I just squeak out a little bit. Yeah, Dr. Brittany still smoking their cigarette is just like, you need to be, I was just, you need to be a big boy about this. You should be used to getting stuck by now. <laughs> I don't even have a comeback. As she says this, though, Dr. Brittany is just smiling at you with the intention of just bagging on you because she likes you, not for a dig, but... <laughs> yeah. So, I just chuckle at it because uh, we have that relationship. But I guess, as a result of this, how does my back feel? As a result of the acupuncture from the amazing Dr. Brittany... You are good to go for next week's taping, so you may remove that injury from the injury box. Yay! So basically, I'm like sitting there on the table. God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this up. Going to try this. Oh boy, trying to figure out what it is. I'm trying to figure out what to use for this, but what essentially I'm going to do is. Umbra just like stretches it back, feels a lot better. He puts his one hand down on the table and he just lifts himself up. So he's like holding himself above the table with just one hand and goes into a split. Like it is etched, just bam. Yeah. <laughs> and then brings his feet to back together and basically flips off the table and lands. I'm not going to make you roll with it. That's fucking awesome. And you just do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Umbra goes and does that to. All right. It's time for. Now. Tell me. Which do you think is going to be a more entertaining target to get back at? Or that little shit stain that's out there. Still holding the cigarette in her hand. Why go for the small fry when you can take up? the top i got a little training to do well let's see what she's all about maybe Doc i can make my way into this i wonder if there's a back door into this tournament somehow you would know about back doors wouldn't you honey but someone here might <laughs> that wasn't an innuendo but but <laughs> it has a double meaning I don't hear you right now. <laughs> that, that, like, that, like, prairie dog that just pops out of nowhere. And I'm just like, get away! <laughs> I was just saying that out of character. That was yeah. the best part about it. Let me see some, what strings I can pull. Thank you very much. And going for dinner tonight? Dr. Brittany puts out her cigarette, grabs their purse. <laughs> oh, baby, I was born ready. And just not, like, very, like, Runway model just one foot in front of the other in her stilettos just wa just walks out the door. They turn back to you. You coming, big boy? And she, and as she, when she's just out of ear earshot, I'm just like, 
And I'm like, if I was straight, and I just follow her. Uh, Wait, did you? You said, "Are you ready for dinner?" And you said, "I was bo born ready for dinner." Like, I was born ready for dinner. <laughs> Not born ready for anything else. I was born ready for dinner. I know. I was. Are you ready for dinner? <laughs> the only thing I'm good at is eating dinner. Oh, okay, good. We love it. So, Umbra, as you are walking with the, as you are walking with Brittany, you walk past the general manager's office, and the door swings open, and general manager Brickstone looks at you, Umbra. I see that you are in better shape than last week. Looks at Dr. Brittany. You are an amazing doctor. I appreciate your work. Brittany just, even though they're bald, does the hair flip. I know. That's why I get paid the big bucks around here. I'll be waiting for you in the car, darling. Don't keep me waiting. And Dr. Brittany just walks to the parking lot. Manager Brookstone. I have a proposition for you, Umbra. How would you like to compete for a new title. And we cut the camera we cut the camera right there. John's right there as well. It's just like both thumbs up. I kinda wanna think that Umbra does not see John because if he sees John he's gonna fucking wring his neck at this point. <laughs> but it's it's like again John's gonna say this we're gonna take that bitch down. Oh my goodness. Alright, so camera cuts back. The camera flies through we briefly see Bjorn and Axel somewhere talking in a corner. But the camera goes back into the ring where, while all this was going on, Tommy Tsunami ended up beating Wade Water and advances to the quarterfinals. Camera cuts back to commentator Tony Delante. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, what a phenomenal Who cared about them? <laughs> We're getting there. Hold up. What a phenomenal match. Tommy Tsunami will advance, but ladies and gentlemen, we have now arrived to the main event of <laughs> Insane Asylum Wrestling. For our last quarterfinal match tonight, we will see the Macho Mage take on one half of the IAWU Tag Team Champion Hanukkah Tanari and will our lovable Macho Mage finally eke out that victory or will the strong style of Hanukkah Tanari be too much for him to handle? We throw it over to our ring announcer, Terry Delant. The following contest is your main event tonight for Insane Asylum Wrestling. And it is the fourth and final quarter final match of the IAW number one contenders tournament with a time limit of 15 minutes. So at the top of the ramp, Macho Mage, what does your entrance look like on this episode? Okay. All right. In the first harmonica sound for the wizard for Black Sabbath, right? It's just pitch black. Okay. And then the second harmonica beat still pitch black. But when the music kicks in, there's a big explosion and smoke and the Macho Mage is standing there, and in one hand, he's got a a, pa a leather pouch, and in the other hand, he's got a, uh, a skull, a human skull. It's a prop skull, and the top of it is, is cut out, 
and there's like smoke, dry ice smoke coming out from it. And uh, he's wearing his mage hat, his sunglasses, and he's got his mage robes on. And he slowly walks down the ramp and towards the uh, and towards the ring. Every now and then, stopping and like taking the uh, taking the skull with the smoke and to some audience members because he's gonna try to work the audience a little bit. He's gonna do the decanter thing and say say a spell like double toil and trouble. Put the smoke around the audience member and continue on like the next ones. Do the same thing until he gets to the ring when when he gets to the opening that goes from the hallway to like the outside of the ring area he'll actually break into a trot and do the whole he'll jump on onto the mat underneath the the bottom rope thing and like slide in and then when he slides in he'll he'll get up on his knees with the small bag and the the skull in hand yeah, definitely. Now, you mentioned that you were trying to work the audience, so I am going to have you roll to see how successful you are with that. So you're going to roll your plus audience. Okay, got plus one. All right. Nine. Cool. So, Macho Mage, alongside Bjorn, you two probably have the most ring experience on different levels. Bjorn is your the veteran of the company, and of course, you are the veteran jobber of the company. So, weirdly enough, you have grown a fan base of longtime viewers who have been watching you in Insane Asylum Wrestling. <laughs> now, as you do this, of course, the younger audience, they're still booing you because the dynamics of heels and faces in wrestling. But surprisingly, a good chunk of them are playing along with it and are, yeah, getting behind you. So, as a result, you gain plus one momentum. Alrighty, so as you make your way into the ring and finish doing all that, the lights at the top of the ramp begin to dim. And what starts out as just your quiet string instruments, you just hear the koto, like the traditional kind of like stringed instrument that most people in ancient Asian cultures would play. That starts to slowly out before it builds up into this very heavy, think of like baby metal, <laughs> just like hard rock with screamo attached to it is this theme song. As the serene scene on the Titan Tron of Sakura blossoms now are in a flurry of a snowstorm like <laughs> that are being mixed in with this rain of blood at as well as at the top of the ramp you see a very petite another 5'2 woman uh, dressed in a very showy kind of light pink uh, kimono and holding the in her left arm is the one half of the IAW Tag Team Champion as one Hanukkah Tanari makes her way to the ring. So the way that she does her entrance, she's wearing this mask as she's walking down to the ring with the title. So essentially for my audience and for my players, if you are caught up on current wrestling, 
think of this entrance similar to Asuka's entrance, where she's wearing this mask, interacting with the audience, things like that. She steps into the ring, she takes off the mask, and you just see that there is war paint all around her eyes and then down the sides of her cheek as well. She just steps to you, uh, Macho Mage, gives you a good up and down look, just smiles, and then just gives you the I'm going to kill you hand sign before walking back to her corner. <laughs> She's still holding her belt. Yes. All right. As she does the, the looking the macho mage up and down thing, he's going to place the skull and the, the little bag off to the side in one of the one of the corners of the ring. And he's going to pull out his beef stick wand. All right. And I have no idea how this is going to work out. As she turns around, he's going to take his wand and go and point at her, which is the Harry Potter spell for dropping whatever the person is holding to make her drop her belt. What? Hmm. How do I want to do this? The attack. <laughs> it's along the same vein when like the old school Undertaker would do and the Paul Bearer would do all that mystical stuff and the person mm -hmm. they wrestled against like was enchanted by that mysticism stuff. That's what I'm going for. I love to see it. Okay, I am trying to What? I am So I'm gonna break the rules just a tiny bit. So I'm actually going to have you roll I'm going to have you use the cheap heat move, but I'm going to twist it instead of insulting or praising an audience and their hometown. You, I'm going to say that you're insulting your opponent, so I'm going to just roll a straight d6 and we'll see what happens. Please work, because that's cool as hell. <laughs> it's a botch. It's a one. Wait, uh, how did you get a one if you're rolling two d6? Oh, you said, I thought you said 1d6. So No, for all your moves, it's 2d6. I will let you re-roll okay. it. Ju we'll Jumanji oh. it, so it didn't happen. <laughs> I want to help with this so bad. Technically, because you insulted her, she's Hanukkah is not impressed, but you can just see a fervor of a vein just pulsate a little bit. It wasn't as big as you would hope for it, but it still got underneath her skin, so as a result, you now have plus one. You gained one momentum. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And she doesn't drop the belt because you didn't get high enough. But she is a little distracted now. And the bell is a... The bell goes ding-ding, so you're in control. So she's a little distracted. What do you want to do? I want to smack her in the face with the beef stick. And then uh, smack her in the face with a beef stick and then a boot to the stomach. Okay. So with the beef stick and the boot to the stomach, now she's dropped her title. And now she's pissed. So as a response, she takes off her kimono and she is going to grab you and lock you up. Actually, no. You hit her with the beef stick, so she's going to attempt... She grabs the beef stick... And she's going to attempt to, using the momentum of said beast stick, Irish whip you into the ropes. Remember the whole time the Macho Mage is doing a verbal, like, cast thing the whole time he's wrestling? 
right. So she's doing what? So she is. Uh, she is pissed off that you hit her with the beef stick. So she is going. She took off her kimono. So now she's in her wrestling gear. Title is still in the ring on the floor. She runs up towards you and she grabs the beef stick and using that momentum, she's gonna basically throw you into the ropes. Into the ropes, not the not the turn turnbuckle. Not the turnbuckle, but into the ropes. Okay, into the rope. Okay, is she? Do I notice that she starts moving forward, like to? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, she starts moving forward. Cause she's coming straight at you. <laughs> okay, I want to try. Uh, a te- I, I want to try to to use work. Okay. And I want to showcase my technique, and I want to do the thing where I holding on to the top rope. I actually I jump up so that when she comes at me, she actually comes underneath me. Yeah, she comes up. Actually, I want to technique it, and I want to a Rey Mysterio Jr. thing, jump up on the top rope, and then turn around and uh, frog splash. Oh my gosh, okay. Roll for it to see how successful you are. Okay. I So I got a five on the die, I have one on work, so that's six, and I want to add one momentum, so that's going to be seven. Okay, and you rolled, you got a five for rolling the two six-sided die? Yes. Okay, yeah, so you got... Okay, so then you got a seven. So you are able to keep Hanukkah's attention. You definitely do the move. Half the crowd is into it. Half of them is not. So you get a choice here. You can either give control to Hanukkah, and then you also gain one momentum, or you can retain control of the match. I'm going to game the momentum and give the control to Hanukkah. Okay. So, you successively jump off the top rope, you hit Hanukkah, but as you are coming down, you do make impact, but in the typical Joshi-style wrestling that she is known for, Hanukkah takes that momentum, and as soon as you land, she just basically, using that bouncing momentum as you two come slightly off of the mat upon impact, she grabs you, flips you over, and then puts you in a sitting vice lock, just holding you on. So now, she is just holding you there. How do you respond to this? How close are we to the ropes? I will say, you can probably make it within, if you were to put your foot out, you could touch the rope. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my foot out, touch the rope, and let the ref break us up. Okay, rope break. So, as a response, she squeezes in a little bit tighter, ref starts the count, and at the last minute, she lets go and backs, and like, just scooches backwards, still sitting down. And as she does that, she begins to stand up. And since you are still on the floor, she is going to attempt to kick you in the back. So, how do you respond to that? Attempts to kick me in the back. I want to try to catch the kick. Okay. So. Like the classic Hulk Hogan, quick turnaround, <laughs> catch the kick. And, and <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, so easy enough. You're able to catch her kick. And so now what she's going to do is while you are holding on to her foot, she is actually going to attempt to hop up with her free leg 
and use the momentum of you holding on to her to kick you upside the head. So let me see if she's successful. I will, I don't know if this will help her, but I, be, being a jobber, I will give her a solid base so that she can get that move off. Okay. So I will say flavor-wise, it makes it look better. But yeah, she didn't do too hot. So as you, she does, there's something inside of you, Macho Mage, that just clicks. You've been doing this for a long time. And even though you are the jobber, an instinct kicks in where you give Hanukkah a firm base. But within that moment of making her good, your in-ring awareness begins to kick in. And you successfully dodged the kick upside the head of Hanukkah. And now she is on her stomach. You're still holding on to her leg. She lost control. So now you are in control of the match. So what do you want to do next? Okay. I want to really quick try to get her into a figure four leg lock. Oh, jeez. Okay. So... Easy enough, you get her into the lock, and she is just screaming and hollering. So as she's in this lock, she's actually going to try to turn the momentum and kind of escape the lock. And using that, she does so in a way where you're still holding on, but she has turned her body to where now she's, like, weirdly enough, like, pinning you to the floor... And so how do you respond to that as the refs begins to come over to start the count? <laughs> We're still close to the rope. Yep. I'm going to grab the rope. All right. Another rope break. And as a response to that, Hanukkah begins to get frustrated. And so she walks over. She wa gets up, walks away a little bit. And she's going to attempt to basically do a drop missile kick to the back it's, of your skull. Her belt, is her belt still on the mat? Yeah, her belt's still on the mat. Can I try to, when she turns around to walk away, can I try to scoop her belt up so that when she turns around to try to attack me, I just smash her face into the belt? I will say yes. So, as... <laughs> Do you want me to roll? I'll, I'll roll. Do you want me to roll? No, I think that's awesome. I'll say it happens. So you just smash her straight in the face. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, once I smash her face in, in, in the belt, I'll, I just toss her belt over the rope. How stunned is she? Like any good wrestler who gets smacked over <laughs> in the face with the belt. She is dazed and she is currently down on the ground. She's down on the ground. Okay, I'm going to go over to the corner where I put the pouch and the skull. And I'm going to grab the pouch. And I'm just going to I'm gonna open the pouch and, and spread out what's in the pouch. And it's a bunch of D4s. All right? And then I'm going to get up. And I'm going to just look at the crowd. Just be like... And I'm going to walk over. Grab her hair. Lift her up. And then... Try to, like, not rock bottom, but lift her up into, I don't even know what they call it, but I guess it would be like a rock bottom. Lift her up into a rock bottom and drop her onto the D4. <laughs> oh, no. Is this, so, match, yeah. is this match booked already? 
all these matches are booked because I get the final say so of who wins and loses. <laughs> if this no, I want to know now. This is this book because I'm getting this man one extra audience member. If so. Don't worry about it. You'll find out in a sec. So you rock bottom her. She hits the D fours. And she just begins to sell it like crazy. Like she just landed on a pile of the thumbtacks. This is like Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa level of selling with the thumbtacks spot. Except it's D4s and it's amazing. Just like okay. that spot was. <laughs> okay. So she's still... Now she's writhing on the ground, holding her back. Like picking D4s out of her skin. <laughs> Did she sit up to pick the D4s off? Or is she just like still on the ground? She is more like, she's like, she's sitting, but like she's sitting on her legs, like her, she folded her legs and she's sitting on them, picking this and she is not looking, she is looking away from you. Take it. I'm going to put her in a camel clutch. Holy shit. So you put her in a camel clutch. Now, as you are doing so, you have her in the camel clutch. You are next to the rope. In your peripheral vision, you see a familiar looking sight. Someone who looks exactly like Hanukkah, but is a little bit uh, shorter and the hair is a little is more brunette than it is like this dyed like streaks of pink in Hanukkah's. By some force, this is Koji's her tag team partner, her twin, the other half of the Sakura Bombs. And as you have uh, Hanukkah in the Camel Clutch, she begins trying to attempt to grab you. And to... I, I would like to interfere. <laughs> oh, okay. So you interfere. So as she's about to do something to Macho Mage... The monkey's gonna... For my interfere, this is gonna get me hurt most likely. Tackle, tackle her before she can even get in the ring. So she's on the outside of the ring, so she's gonna do something from the outside, but you interrupt and I will say you tackle her. Now, because you are tackling her, I will say it's success, but I want to see what happens to you. So, I'm going to have you work real stiff and I need you to roll your two d6 and add your reel to the score. Zero. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a five. Ooh, this is gonna hurt. This okay. is gonna hurt. So, on a five, so six or less is considered a botch in this game, so you rolled a fight. You successfully tackle her to the ground, but upon uh -oh. impact of the. As you tackle her, you're able to knock her to the ground. But because she is the she a more experienced wrestler than you are, Manager John, she manages to swivel out of the way a little bit as she's falling and takes you and propels you forward momentum into the steel steps, shoulder first. So upon impact, your shoulder collides with the steel steps and you hear a slight... That's an injury, right? Yep. So on your sheet, you now have one injury. So, which means you're gonna have to go see the lovely Doctor Brittany to help you out with that in the future. But hey. you have successfully knocked her to the ground. I hey, I cheated once. I helped someone else. Karma in the world is now even. Take the win. <laughs> okay. 
So upon this Macho Mage in Hanukkah's eyes, she begins to freak out a little bit, seeing that her ally is now nowhere near to help her. Okay. Do I see where her ally ends up landing outside of the ring? You do. Okay. Want... I, so first thing, I, I want to try a, a, a body move. And from the camel clutch, mm-hmm. I want to lift Hanukkah up and body slam her. But I want to body slam her outside of the ring on top of her partner. Alrighty. So... Go ahead, and so you said you were going to do body, so roll your 2d6 and add body to it. Ten. Yeah! Alrighty. So, in this case, the crowd just loses their insane, they lose their collective shit, Macho Mage, as you think of it as like a WWE 2K game in which there is just slow motion and the camera lights are flashing as you do this move. So you throw Hanukkah over the top rope, straight down into her tag partner, Koji, as they collide into each other, and Hanukkah is just laid out. So at this point, Macho Mage, you crawl back out of the ring, you take up Hanukkah, who is not moving. Go for it. Wait. Oh, boy. I'm shooting for the stars on this one. Because what is a mage's signature move? Fireball. So <laughs> I am going to go climb the turnbuckle, okay? And in essence, I'm going to do a flying ass and land on Hanukkah and her tag team partner. <laughs> and that's going to be my fireball. Okay. I'm not going to make you roll for it. I'm going to say this is your big finisher. So you are able to do... And as you fireball these... The tag team champs, you, cheek to the face, just boom! And just sitting on top of them, grab both of their legs, hold them up, ref comes in, one, two, three. (laughs) The winner! Of the final IAW number one contenders tournament, Macho Man. I would, this is booked. I would write to roll 2d6. And if I succeed on a 10, he will get one plus audience. We're going for broke. Do it. Let's see what happens. I have plus three to look, so. That's a five, so that's an eight already. That's an eight before you. We got it, boys! You got another audience, man. Okay, so your audience score increases to the next level, and that stays that way. (laughs) Macho Mage, as you begin to stand up, you just see Manager John just hyping you up, talking to the audience. And as you look around, where once was a... Where once was a half and half of cheers and boos, there are a few people still booing but now the majority of the audience is now cheering for you in this moment and they begin to chant your name macho mage 
Macho Mage. Macho Mage. <laughs> the, the Macho Mage is going to grab his the, the smoking skull real quick. And then he's just going to walk over to the two sock, the Sakura bombs. And he's just going to kneel down. And he's going to shake the smoke over them. And he's just going to say, Wingardium Levisa, bitch. Yes! We are here for it. Alrighty. So that is the last image as the camera cuts back to cuts back to Tony Delante and he is just losing his collective shit as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot believe we just saw the lovable loser Macho Mage has just pinned one half of the IAW Tag Team Champions. And in no less of an amazing finisher of the fireball. We have not seen that move in quite some time. And boy, this commentator is happy to bring it back. He, what a John, way to... John, John goes up to... <laughs> he tagged both of them. Get it right. <laughs> My apologies. He pinned both of them. But ladies and gentlemen, what a way to end Insane Asylum Wrestling. This is Tony Delante. For Quinn McKinsley and our ring announcer, Terry Delant, we wish you a good night, and we cannot wait for you to return to next week's exciting episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling. As the camera and the lights and everything begin to fade off the TV, we go backstage to see uh, General Manager Brickstone walking through the locker room. Excellent. Meanwhile, John's is just going to to the medical room, hiding out in Doctor Brittany's office. No, he's going back. He's got he has a hurt shoulder now. Yeah. That is true. I so yeah, I've got this is what as, it feels like. As you say that, General Manager Brookstone walks looks at you and walks past you, heading further down into the locker room. She makes her way down the set of stairs leading to the boiler room, and as she looks around with her flashlight. The flashlight points and she says, I figured you two would be down here. Listen, I know you have beef with Tana and the soccer bombs. How about we make things interesting? I have a proposition for you two. As the flashlight slowly begins to pan upwards, the light finally stops and it is shown on one Bjorn and one Axel. <laughs> I'm going to turn and face the flashlight and say, Oh, really? And I'm just going to, I'm going to turn to Axel in which the kitten Blitzen is on Axel's shoulder, crawling behind Axel's shoulder and onto mine and then onto my shoulder and then behind just between the two of us as we're talking in the boiler room, like grown men do. I'm going to say, Huh, I wonder how many bodies I can fit in my sack. And ladies and gentlemen, that the camera moves back from this conversation up the, up the stairs through the door where the door to the boiler room closes. And that is where we will end tonight's episode of Friday Night Fights. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and to you, my listening audience, that concludes this night's episode of Friday Night Fights. Tune in for next episode to see as the build up for the first IAW pay-per-view lockdown gets more and more spicy. So, 
for me and my players. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and until next time, let the good times roll. See you later. <laughs> later.